Welcome, Yerubun, to another episode of the Gifted Present Podcast, where you'll be unpacking life with your host, Jess, your newest lifestyle blogger. Check out her website at jjesskim.com, and myself, Hidden, your internet friend and hype gal. Before we start unpacking today's topic, just a friendly reminder that we will be featuring a small business owned by a person of color to show support to our communities. Today's non-sponsored feature is Lucille and Annie's Pound Cakes located in Hillsboro, Oregon. So please stay tuned. So Jess, handing over the mic to you, what will we be unpacking today? Hi, so we are going to be unpacking body neutrality. And this is a topic that I've been wanting to cover just because I feel like I've personally had a pretty turbulent relationship with my own body. And honestly, I kind of just want to know that as we're sharing our stories, if anyone else can relate. And um, before I begin, I do want to say that I know that when it comes to talking about the body and body image, um, it could be a sensitive topic for a lot of people. And so I'm not going to dive into the topic of like heavier things, but I do want to just put a trigger warning out there in advance because we are going to be talking about body image. And so just be forewarned. Um, So with that in mind, as we move on to this topic, there is a statistic that's always just been on my mind um, as I've just gone through my journey with my own body image issues. And I distinctly remember this commercial, but it's a survey that was done by Dove in the early 2000s. And the statistic is that at the time, the woman that they surveyed, only 2% of them described themselves as beautiful. And I just thought that that was so heartbreaking. And um, in 2010, Dove did conduct the same survey and there was an increase, but it was only 4%. So 4% of women describe themselves as beautiful. And more than half of the women who participated in the survey said that they are their own worst beauty critic. And this just makes me so sad because I definitely know that you know, more than 4% of the women that I know in my life, I would describe them as beautiful. And so it is really scary how skewed our perception of ourselves is and how we can just become our own worst enemy. Um, And so before we begin, I do want to say I am by no means certified to say that I know how to help people who are struggling (laughs) with body image issues. I am not certified in any way. So the purpose of this episode is definitely not to point people in the right direction and say, hey, here are the answers to your problems. Really, what I want to talk about is the fact that body image is something that a lot of people struggle with. And I still, to this day, have a hard time loving my body a lot of times. And I think it's like in the midst of this struggle, I've developed a special place in my heart for women who also struggle with this. And so when it comes to empathizing with people who hate their bodies, it just comes so easily for me. So I just first want to start off and say that I totally feel for you. I'm right there with you. And to be completely honest, my body is something that makes me feel super insecure a lot of times. And I've been working so hard for so many years to be at a place where I don't put so much of my worth on my physical body. And it's still a work in progress. And so if that's where you're at too, come join us on this journey. We'll see where it leads us. So how does that sound, Sadie? It sounds good. Yeah? Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, let's just jump into the doom and gloom of body image. <laughs> oh, um, goodness. 
So I did want to open up this episode with this question then. Um, we're going to just dive right in. Um, around what age did you start having insecurities about your body? And do you have any specific memories surrounding this realization? Man, I feel like when you said that you've always kind of feel like you've been struggling with this, I feel the same way. I can't specify a specific age, but I think maybe when I was around like eighth grade and then going into high school is when I really started having really bad insecurities with my body. Hmm. And I think it was because I was just going through puberty too. So like my skin was changing and I just was not liking the way that I looked and the way that I felt. It was just a really awkward time. And I just felt like I remember just like feeling like, why do I look this way? And just, I had a time in high school where I just kept eating Rice Krispie treats. So I would have like multiple in one day. And it was because (laughs) we got a Costco cart and we we went to Costco and bought like the big box of Rice Krispies. I think I remember you like making Rice Krispies all the time. Dude, I'm, I'm Krispy Queen, man. I love Rice Krispies. <laughs> I can eat a whole batch to myself. It's kind of gross, but it tastes so good. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. So I gained a lot of weight. I think it was either junior or senior year. And um, oh. I just felt really ugly. Mm-hmm. Because, like, my skin was bad, and then, like, I had really, like, thick left handles, and my thighs, like, things weren't fitting right. Mm. So I remember, like, just, like, <laughs> I had really bad diet habit, guys. It was not healthy. Mm. I'm, like, not proud of it. You know, I, I like, started, like, um, taking, like, diet pills and things like mm. that in high school, and uh, it worked. I lost mm-hmm. a lot of weight, and people noticed I felt Mm -hmm. good about myself for like being skinny at one point, but Mm -hmm. I remember um, my old Spanish teacher like saw me in the hallway and like pointed out like, whoa, what happened? Like, are you still eating? (laughs) Yeah, it was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know you were on diet pills. Yeah, I didn't tell anybody. And that like curved my appetite. So like I wouldn't eat as much and then I would find myself... Like, I don't want to say that I had an eating disorder or anything, but I did do things to my body that I think is, like, borderline questionable. <laughs> like, like, like not eating. And then, like, when I got really crazy about, like, dieting, I remember I would, like, just eat, like, raw tofu with kimchi. Like, I would do crazy stuff. You know, and then, like, my weight would be, like, a yo-yo because I would it would fluctuate a lot. Well, I, I just want to say that, okay, like... High school me is kind of screaming at high school's hidden, being like, yo, where were my diet pills? Hook a sister up. (laughs) You know, because I struggled a lot Mm. with dieting because I was always overweight. And so when you were talking about like dieting, the first thing that popped up in my mind is we both grew up in like the same church culture, right? And so first oh. of all, ooh, Korean churches and those Korean ajumas, man, they are brutal when it comes to your physical appearance. So I just yes. felt like every Sunday I was receiving a progress report on what I looked like. It's like, oh my gosh, like your shirt is so flattering on you or like it makes you look so skinny or like, oh, don't wear that color. It makes you look fat. You know, so there was that whole thing that happened, but... 
I distinctly remember when I was 10, someone came up to me and they introduced the master cleanse diet to me. And I don't know if you're familiar with what it is, but Beyonce did it to lose 20 pounds. And basically you have lemons, you squeeze these lemons, you pour a ton of water in it, add some maple syrup in it, and then cayenne pepper. Mm -hmm. And you just drink that. You don't get to eat any solids for 10 days. Mm -hmm. And then after that, you're slowly supposed to introduce solids back into your system. And I know that this person who introduces to me probably had really good intentions in mind. But looking back, I was like, as a girl who's already insecure about her body and feels very unloved because of her body. Like a diet plan where you're basically starving yourself is not the thing that she needs to hear, you know? And so I struggled so much and that Mm. became kind of like a core memory for me because after that, I just was convinced for years that if I'm fat, I'm unworthy. And like, it just drove me in spirals because I wanted to lose weight and I wanted to be healthy, but Mm. because I was already fat, Mm. I thought that I wasn't worth the effort. So any sort of dieting that I tried to do, any sort of exercising I tried to do, it was so short-lived because I didn't have the confidence in myself or the belief that I was worth the effort and the pain. Because it's hard to like control your diet and it's hard to exercise, especially if you're already overweight. And so... That was what my journey was like. And I think prior to that, um, when I was even younger, another thing that I remember is like when I was around like seven or eight years old, um, one of my brother's friends was over at our house and he told me that there was a boy in my class who thought I was really nice and this boy really liked me, but he didn't want to date me because I was fat. What? (laughs) I know. And then... (laughs) What the heck? I know. That's so mean. Kids are mean, man. (laughs) Dude. (laughs) What the heck? Yeah. And then what he did afterwards is he told me that I needed to lose weight for this guy. And he told me to do a set of sit-ups for him on the spot. And... I was like so young at the time that I didn't really even know what was going on. And so I did what I was told and I did a set of push-ups and sit-ups. And it was such a brief encounter. It probably didn't even last like five minutes, but like it just stayed in my brain. And that definitely became a core memory because I was always so scared of going on dates and I truly believe that I was undateable all because I was overweight. Dude, first of all, screw that guy. (laughs) And I'm sorry, but just listening to your story, I'm like, did you say you were introduced to the Master Lemonade Cleanse Diet when you were 10 years old? Yeah. Isn't that crazy? I'm sorry, but why would anyone think that it's okay to tell a 10-year-old to take a Master Cleanse Diet? Yeah. And I know which one you're talking about because I did it. Dude, it's terrible. Don't do it. Don't do it, guys. Don't do it. It's not healthy. I know when you were talking about, oh, you know, you put like you maple syrup in there. I'm like, I know you put like grade A or (laughs) grade B or something like maple syrup. It has to be a certain grade, guys. I'm like, like, uh huh. I was like, kind of like laughing inside. I'm like, dude, this sounds so embarrassing. I'm like, talk about diet pills. I'm like, I did that one too, guys. (laughs) But you should. Why would anyone think that they they can tell us ten year old to do that? That's so wrong. Yeah. Man, I'm sorry that happened to you, dude. 
It's all right, man. I'm 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 recovering. <laughs> I like lemons now. <laughs> I love me some lemon cream pie and some oh lemonade on a nice hot day. <laughs> yeah, oh, but I don't know. So right now though, like my I'm at a place where my brain knows that all of this is untrue. Yeah. But I think because I've lived so long believing in these lies, yeah. it's taking an even longer time to break down those lies and truly believe that my worth doesn't depend on my physical appearance. So I don't know if it's like that with you. Yeah. No, I totally totally feel you on that. I feel like I definitely have cared more about my weight because of trying to impress boys. (laughs) Sadly to say, sadly to say. And I remember like, oh God, you know, there's just some people that you date in your life that you, you look back and you're like, why, why did I do that? And well, there's this one guy that I, that I have a feeling towards like in that sense. So I remember there was a time that you know, I kept telling him like, hey, like, I want to work out. I want to lose weight because like I was still really insecure about my body. And he's like, you're just like every other girl that says that she's going to go work out and never does. And, <gasps> and like because he said that, like I, just to prove him wrong, I started working out and I lost a lot of weight. <laughs> but like I just didn't like that I was doing it for him one and yeah. just to prove him wrong. And yeah. and also that he kind of made me feel like I'm still not good enough, even though I'm working out. Yeah. And I think it's like, and I'll talk about this more later, but I just had to come to the realization that if I wanted to change my habits or my lifestyle, Mm -hmm. the only way to do it in a way that sticks is if I do it for myself and not for Mm -hmm. anyone else. Mm -hmm. And so I think like we could definitely just keep diving into the topics of like dissecting the influences around body image and beauty standards. And I'm honestly very interested in these topics because they definitely do affect me personally, but Mm -hmm. I intentionally do want to steer clear of this because it can easily also become a blame game. Mm -hmm. And then it can morph into some like overwhelming topic because there's just so many culprits involved. And so because we only have about 45 minutes in each episode, Uh I just don't think we can really tackle all of that in just 45 (laughs) minutes. And so knowing how both of us get overwhelmed very quickly <laughs> with our ideas, I just wanted to reel us back in, right? And again, let's just take some baby steps here. Um, we can't change the world in 45 minutes. I wish we could, but we can't. Um, so I, what I really wanted to do with this episode is just focus on the things that we can do. And what we can do is take those baby steps for ourselves so that we can emerge at least one baby step stronger um, as a person person in this episode. And it's all about, right? Like we talk about this a lot is that it's all about the million little steps that you take that lead to great change. So that's the approach that I wanted us to take. And maybe in the future, like if you guys want us to talk more about these topics and dive deeper into whatever it may be, like, let us know. We'd be happy to chat. We love chatting together. So (laughs) yes, we do. Um, So first, what I wanted to do was briefly go over the history of body positivity and how things are shifting towards body neutrality. Body positivity actually has its origins somewhere in the 1960s when there were protests against fat shaming and discrimination against body weight and size. And in 1969, the National Association to Advance Fat Acceptance was established. And from there, things escalated and expanded to include more people groups who were discriminated against because of their bodies. And this 
included people with disabilities, people of color, and people in the LGBTQ community. So eventually, it turned from advocating against fat shaming to the term body positivity, and that popped up in the mid-1990s. And there's actually a website called thebodypositive.org, and it was created around that time to offer resources designed to help people feel good about their bodies, and also taking the focus off of losing weight through unhealthy diet and exercise. So with the rise of the internet and social media, body positivity continued to take up social media platforms, and many people started advocating the message that all bodies are beautiful. However, with the vast amount of people promoting body positivity, the message of this movement started to morph, and now body positivity means different things to different people. So naturally, criticism accompanied the movement. Some critics argued that body positivity enables unhealthy habits that could have detrimental consequences on not just people's physical health, but their mental health as well. They argue that people need to exert a certain level of self-control and not to overindulge. And then there's another criticism that as the body positivity movement gained traction and became trending, many well-meaning and also opportunistic people started to become supporters and allies of the movement. So the movement was led by a lot of people who had larger bodies or were in the trans, disabled, or black communities, but mainstream media pushed these people out as thin, able-bodied, and conventionally beautiful white women would take the stage, and they would start posting beautiful selfies of themselves with a comment saying that they support body positivity. So in a lot of ways, the body positivity movement has been going through a lot of an identity crisis, and something that's emerged more recently from this is now the body neutrality movement in the past several years. So, um, Sadine, I do want to pause here and just ask, are you familiar with body positivity and body neutrality? Like, where are you at with these topics? Mm, To be honest, I'm not as familiar with them. I mean, the whole Mm -hmm. body positivity thing, I think I am because it's just, Mm -hmm. I feel like it's been marketed in so many different ways. Yeah, for sure. um, body neutrality, that's actually new to me. Nice. Yeah, and I wasn't too familiar with it either. I actually kind of learned a little bit more of it through like a Lizzo interview that was done like yeah. a couple months ago, I think. She was talking about it, but um, body neutrality kind of popped up, I think, around like 2010 to 2015. Mm. And according to a Healthline article, what it is, is it promotes acceptance of your body as Mm. it is, encouraging you to recognize its abilities and non-physical characteristics over your appearance. Mm. So it's basically taking the focus off of your body and the way you look as something that determines your worth. It believes that there is more to you than your body and you don't have to focus on and work towards loving your body every day as that's what body positive would do. Mm. So there are going to be some days where you love your body and some days that you don't, and that's okay because it's all about accepting your body for where it's at, and it challenges body positivity and saying that you don't necessarily need to love your body or your appearance in order to feel good about yourself. Very well mind, they provide a pretty helpful comparison between body positivity and body neutrality. So body positivity is going to focus on outward appearance, saying things like your body is beautiful, everyone is beautiful. It encourages people to love their bodies for how they look, but it can also exclude those who don't fit typical beauty standards. And on the flip side, body neutrality focuses on appreciation of the body as it is and what it can do. It encourages people to accept their bodies because they simply exist. And it might be more comfortable for those who are within the marginalized body communities. And so 
um, those are kind of just the big main differences between the two. There are some overlaps and also more drastic differences. Um, But just for the sake of our conversation, um, I did want us to just look and see how there has been a journey in body image and healthy body image views, where it started from anti-fat shaming and fat acceptance, and then moved to body positivity. And then now there's a branch off of that, which is body neutrality. So with this journey in mind, I wanted to ask a little bit more, Zanin, if you can talk about, you know, your journey in terms of your body image with yourself. You know, do you currently have a body positive or body neutral sort of stance with your body or what's your relationship like with your body? I feel like more so now I'm more of a, at a neutral state and it's funny like how, like even with historically how things trended, like body shaming and being against uh, with body shaming with that and then moving into like body positivity and then more into this like neutral idea. I feel like that's honestly been my personal journey as well. Like I realized Mm. I had to stop shaming myself and like, how am I going to be more positive about myself? Mm -hmm. So this idea of body positivity went in with, I guess, yeah, like a lot of external views and thinking of ways how I can be healthier with my eating and like my Mm -hmm. lifestyle. But Mm -hmm. then it came to a point where it's like, I just realized I hate dieting. I just had to admit to myself that I don't like diets. Like I don't. We're all same. I do not like being told what I can or can't eat. (laughs) And I don't like restrictions. Like I don't want to have to count my calories. And I've honestly, I've done that before. Like, Mm -hmm. and it has worked. I like literally ate chicken and broccoli every day for like weeks. And it was like, I mean, it felt great losing the weight and looking in the mirror and being like, yeah, I look, I look nice. Mm -hmm. But like internally, I was like, I just really want a chocolate bar. (laughs) (laughs) Can someone just give me a freaking Snickers already? (laughs) Like, so I think I'm at like a neutral part, you know, with myself, honestly, like I've come to accept my love handles and accept that like I'm never gonna like look like what those girls do on social media and I'm kind of okay with that and you know just being around people that are positive you know about your body Mm -hmm. I think also helps too like I'm I'm very fortunate to have um, you know a partner and a boyfriend that you know just really likes me for me I'll say very negative things about my body and he'll come back and be like no I think you're beautiful but like Aww. honestly, I can totally relate with you where you felt like you got a progress report every weekend. <laughs> <laughs> because that's what I mean. Like being around people that are good influences, I think are also really important. That's yeah. also what helped me because when so I was around true. Yeah, when I was around like church all the time and being told like, Oh, oh my god, your cl- your skin cleared up. You look so pretty today. Yeah. Oh, what did you do? Like what have you been eating? You look like you lost weight. Like constantly having people look at you or make you yeah. feel like you're being looked under a magnifying glass mm-hmm. just for your outer appearance is so I feel like detrimental to your mental health yeah Yeah. and these are like women who barely know you you know know. the same person that likes to tell everybody to lose weight at church like one time my mom went over to that person's house and she commented on my mom's stomach I got so upset because I'm like who are you to tell my mom to lose weight and point out that her stomach's huge it's like you 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 don't know my mom's story like she had a hard time having her third kid and like 
that's what happened to her body after having her last kid. Like, you, are you gonna like make someone feel bad about that? Like, so I think I think having good influences is totally important. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Because it's like you really don't know people's stories. Yeah, and you can't just judge people based on what you first see, because you're right. Like, maybe someone's you know abdomen area is looking different. But it's because they were trying to have a baby, yeah. you know, and they worked hard for that baby, you know? And so it's actually not something of a disfiguration, but it, what it really is, is like a battle scar that you won, you know? Oh, so, I like that. Oh. <laughs> Tell your mom that. Nick, I was getting so heated as I was talking about this, like, don't you talk bad about my mom. <laughs> Yeah, you just don't know what people are going through. Even the skinniest girl, like you just don't know what they're going through. Like they could Mm -hmm. be someone who's like a size zero and they look in the mirror and they see the fattest thighs, you know? And you can't be like, oh, you can't say that stuff because you're skinny. But it's like, no, if that's how she feels, that's how she feels. And you can't discredit that. You know, she has to work through her own battles. So, oh, I just feel for your mom. (laughs) I think you bring up such a good point about like skinny girls too, because this is like kind of when I realized like, oh, maybe commenting on people's bodies is like a bad thing. Cause like growing up in church, you don't really think about that because you're always being commented on, on how you look. <laughs> it doesn't even matter, you know, it doesn't even matter if you're a boy or girl. Like they're gonna, they're gonna let you know how they feel about your they body. They'll find you. <laughs> <laughs> but I actually had a, like a really skinny roommate once. And I remember like, being really jealous about it and say like oh you're so skinny like I'm so jealous Mm -hmm. and like she one time she just told me she's like can you not say that Mm -hmm. like it actually makes me feel really uncomfortable I'm like oh really she's like yeah like I don't really know like what you want me to say like Mm. sorry I'm so skinny and like I kind of like related with that like later on when Mm -hmm. I actually like did lose a lot of weight and I was really taking care of myself and trying my best to get like the best buddy ever (laughs) and people would start commenting on how skinny I was and then Mm. they would almost even question if I was eating Mm. and I was like kind of offended because I'm like I'm eating every day three times a day I mean yeah yeah, I schedule it but I'm not starving myself yeah it just comes down to the it's always you're either too fat or too skinny it's never enough I know. It freaking sucks, but that's just how it is. And I think, like, honestly, what really made things click for me is actually that Dove campaign. Like, those commercials that came out. Yeah. Like, those blew my mind. Like, when I was watching them, I'd be like, these girls are so skinny, and they're, like, so pretty, and, like, oh, my gosh, like, like, look how cute their freckles look, you know? Yeah. And so the fact that they were saying all these horrible things about themselves, mm. but then also on the flip side, they were saying such nice things about the other woman in the survey. Mm. Like it was so mind blowing to me. And that actually like, like thank you, Dove. But like, <laughs> I don't, I don't use your body wash, but thank you, Dove. <laughs> if you want to sponsor us. <laughs> but, like, but like, it really did start to chip away and, helped me to start breaking free from that vicious cycle because I was like, oh, I'm the one that thinks I'm ugly. Mm. And yes, there are mean people like that boy out there who would call me fat and undateable. But Mm. at the end of the day, it just blew my mind thinking like, oh, 
So there could possibly be other people out there that when they see me, they don't see me as hideous. Maybe Mm. not like the best looking person in the world, but like I'm not atrocious to them. Yeah. You know? And so that's when it really started to click for me. And so in my journey with my body image, um, that shift happened. And then in my mid twenties is when I really started to realize like, okay, like I'm, I'm an adult now and I'm the only one that can take care of myself. And so my focus then came from, I just want to be healthy. When I really examined myself and what I wanted from life, Mm -hmm. like I'm someone who loves adventure. Like I love going outdoors, being in nature. I love exploring. Mm -hmm. And in order to do that, I need to have the healthiest body that I can have. And so instead of being like, okay, like how, how many sit-ups is this cow or is this cookie? It became like, what are some of the things that could, I can do to, for myself that would yeah. give me the best chances to keep staying active and enjoying life to the fullest? So again, like I'm still really self-conscious about my body. Mm-hmm. And honestly, it's not something that I find that beautiful. And, mm-hmm. you know, similar to the veins of like body neutrality though, I'm kind of starting to become a little more okay with just my body being my body. And mm-hmm. how I treat it now is just like, yeah, it's the vehicle and vessel that lets me do the stuff that I want to do. It's the thing that houses my emotions, my thoughts, my soul. Mm-hmm. And so I should take care of it. But at the end of the day, like I'm so much more than my body. I definitely do think that I've taken on more of a body neutrality stance where mm-hmm. for sure there are days especially when it's almost that time of the month where I think Mm. I am like the fattest, ugliest person alive and I shut myself. (laughs) I will like sometimes not go outside because like I just feel so bad about my body. But then there are also Mm. days where like I catch myself being like, yeah, like good job. You went on a run and you did not run that fast. (laughs) You jogged, but you did it. (laughs) And that's all that matters. (laughs) I really love that you're focusing on health because- Mm -hmm it's I agree like this is what you house all of your thoughts your your Mm -hmm. spirit everything so if Mm -hmm. your physical body isn't working right like yeah it's gonna make some things really tough (laughs) I had like a flashback of like last year when my back went out when you're talking about like health you know Mm -hmm. I think this is kind of also why like I just stopped caring so much about how it looks too because I mm-hmm. when my back went out I couldn't move for like a mm-hmm. week and I had to be assisted to the bathroom like <laughs> everywhere and like when you talk about like making sure like you, like doing the things that you want to do in the future like taking care of your actual body making sure that it's functioning right yeah. it's like so important yeah and so what started out as like an obsession with weight loss yeah I now frame my journey because weight loss does accompany it, which is Mm -hmm. nice, you know, because who doesn't want to lose a little more weight, you know, (laughs) but like, there's nothing wrong with that, but it's definitely not a weight loss journey anymore. It's more Mm -hmm. so a lifestyle journey. Yes. So I did want to shift our conversation towards action steps because again, we are not very good at putting our thoughts into action. So I do want to be intentional here. And I did find some helpful tips for growing a positive body image, Mm. or I guess like in the lingo that we're using, we could even say like just a healthy body image that might be better wording, but it's from the National Eating Disorder Association. And these are the tips that they give. So there's 10 of them. And I just wanted to read them out loud real quick. Um, The first one is appreciate all that your body can do. 
Number two, keep a top 10 list of things you like about yourself, things that aren't related to your weight or what you look like. Three is remind yourself that true beauty is not skin deep. Four, look at yourself as a whole person. Five, surround yourself with positive people. Six, shut down those voices in your head that tell you that your body is not right or that you are a bad person. Seven, wear clothes that are comfortable and that make you feel good about yourself. Work with your body. Eight, become a critical viewer of social media messages. Nine, do something nice for yourself. Something that lets your body know that you appreciate it. Take a bubble bath, make time for a nap, or find a peaceful place outside to relax. And 10, use the time and energy that you might have spent worrying about food, calories, and your weight to do something to help others. (laughs) So... These are just some tips. And Sandy, I want to ask, what are some things that have helped you to have a healthier view of your body? Or have you used any of these tips listed here to help you with that? I actually love taking bubble baths. So Mm. I think that's a really good tip. Um, because you know water really relaxes you so if you have, if anyone yeah. that likes swimming would know that right but um when you're in a bathtub and you know light some candles for yourself Ooh. give yourself a nice romantic ambiance and yeah. you know sometimes i'll even watch like an episode like i'll put like my laptop with hulu on or netflix on mm-hmm. and then i'll just enjoy a bubble bath and mm-hmm. yeah i i just found it funny that that article mentioned it i was like oh my god i <laughs> do some of these things. Girl, you're killing it. <laughs> I know. Well, one thing that I wanted to highlight that mm-hmm. you had listed out was um, about social media. Oh. Uh-huh. Because social media can have either a positive or a negative impact. I know for me personally, when it comes mm-hmm. to my body image, mm-hmm. like, I know if I'm looking at like a bunch of girls on social media that are just like perfect looking... Mm-hmm. Like, I can get lost in that and, like, start mm-hmm. feeling like, oh, my God, like, really insecure about everything about myself, mm-hmm. um, my body, like, my face. But then I also feel like there are a lot of positive messages on social media. Mm-hmm. And it's just the matter of, like, okay, picking and choosing what you're going to feed yourself because mm-hmm. you are what you eat. And even mm-hmm. what you feed yourself mentally, that's what yes. you're going to kind of become. love that. You know? Mm-hmm. So I realized that, oh, I came to a point where, like, I had to, like, detox my Instagram, and I, like, just started unfollowing a bunch of, like, influencers mm-hmm. that I just would compare myself to too much. Mm-hmm. And it's not anything on them. It was just, like, for for me personally, and that helped yeah. me so much. Also, like, even following certain brands, like, yeah. with messaging, you know, you talked about Dove. Mm-hmm. Like, for me personally, I feel like Savage Fenty has game-changed <gasps> oh, for me. yeah. Because... I mean, let's talk about Victoria's Secret. You know, um, they did not want to have a trans model. Mm -hmm. I don't know if Mm -hmm. you guys remember that a couple years ago, but that was like Mm -hmm. a huge like scandal with them because they didn't want to do that. But like with Savage Fenty, from day one, she didn't exclude anybody. She included everyone. It's so inclusive. I don't know if you've watched any of their like um, fashion shows on Amazon Prime, but it's like literally men and women of all different shapes and sizes. Like, just rocking out in lingerie. And I remember watching it and feeling so empowered. I'm like, wow, you can look incredibly sexy with any shape. 
And it's all about how you show up. Yeah, I love that. And we're just like brand dropping left and right. (laughs) If you want to sponsor us. (laughs) Well, I guess, you know, just starting to wrap things up, since we are talking about helpful tips and healthy body image, one thing that I do want to ask is if we could do this practice of thinking of what's one thing that you can thank your body for, for something that it's done for you today. And I'll let you think about this. Um, but for me, I honestly just want to keep it simple and say that I'm so thankful that my body fell asleep last night at an appropriate time so that I got a good amount of sleep. And it boggles my mind still. Like, like how does the body know to fall asleep and wake up? You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, it is so crazy to me that you just close your eyes and then your body just somehow knows like, oh, okay, let's shut down for a second. Like, how does it do that? I think like that's so amazing. And so, yeah, make a big deal out of some of the normal things in life where it's like, yeah, good job on sleeping. Like, that was so good. I didn't even tell you how to do it and you did it. So it doesn't have to be something crazy and profound like, oh yes, like I I love that it's housed my soul and I was able to experience nirvana. You know, it doesn't have to be any of that. Just keep it simple. Be like, you know what? I took my dog outside for a walk today. Thank you. <laughs> so Sandy, how about for you? <laughs> you know, I'm on the same wavelength as you. I think for me, I'm thankful that my body wakes me up. <laughs> Okay, but like real talk though, I know we said let's like not go deep, but one second though, yeah, like that is something so good to be thankful for, especially like when I'm in my depressive moods, I can't Mm -hmm. even wake up. I can't get out of bed. So the fact that my body can get out of bed, like that is something to be really thankful for. But anyway, go ahead. No, but that's exactly, no, exactly. And I agree. Mm -hmm. Like that's how I feel too sometimes. I mean, not trying to go too deep, but like, yeah, when when I'm really depressed too, man, I don't even want to get out of bed, but I'm just like thankful that I at least woke up and like have a conscience. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Keep it simple, girl. Mm. You don't have to overcomplicate things because life is already complicated as it is. Dude, for Mm. real, man. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So then the last question I have for you is what is one takeaway from today that you want to implement in your life moving forward? So what is the one baby step you're going to take? Being kinder to yourself. Mm. Um, you know, I'm really not. Mm. And it, I think for me, like being kinder to my body, but also just being kinder to me as a person. Mm. I think that's my takeaway. I love that. And I would say that's like the same thing for me where I think like as I was preparing for this episode, something that I realized is that I'm the only one that can truly validate myself. Mm. And I can't always look to other people to tell me that I'm pretty or to make me feel beautiful. And I'm the only one that has that first look at what my inner beauty looks like. I'm the only one that can see that because the beauty that other people see, it's only what I'm able to express to them on the outside. I'm the only one that sees the stuff in the inside. And so it's so important to really search for that beauty and come to embrace that beauty because Mm. as you do that, that naturally shines to the rest of the world and it's going to look so different from person to person. Like I say this all the time, but 
like, I think my beauty is really in my calmness, right? Mm, (laughs) I'm very just like chill, but like, I think your beauty is like, just like the pow, pow, (laughs) (laughs) like like, you're such a firecracker in all of the good ways, you know, where it's just like, you are a star. (laughs) (laughs) Like I truly believe that. And so your opinion about yourself and your self-love. And I don't say this being like, oh, you're perfect and there's nothing to change about you and you can never do wrong. Like, Mm -hmm. no, like we're imperfect and that's fine, right? And it really is about though, like just keep searching through and finding that beauty and being empowered in knowing that you have the power to just have a good opinion about yourself. And that's fine. That's not being cocky. It's not being prideful. It's being healthy, right? (laughs) (laughs) And so, like, we really, it's so important for us to learn to love and embrace how we've been created naturally. You know, Mm. like, love the natural skill sets that you have, love the natural personality that you have, Mm -hmm. and just know that, like, you're not always going to be the right flavor for everyone. And that's totally okay. It doesn't make you less of a person. It doesn't make you horrible. That's just how it is, is because everyone is created so differently. So it's totally okay to start taking ownership of your life. And I know that can sound overwhelming, but as we've discussed in our previous episodes, it's all about like one step at a time. And a lot of times it's not going to be a physical step. It's going to just be something as simple as a mindset shift. So it's kind of what I got from today. Yeah, I really love what you said. I mean... I know this is like weird, but I think of that phrase where they say beauty is in the eyes of the beholder. Mm -hmm. So it's like, what are you beholding for yourself? Like your own beauty. Girl, love that. Yeah. Be be the beholder of your own beauty. (laughs) Yeah. You're the only one that can behold your beauty and beauty Mm -hmm. standards change all the time. Yeah. I love how you point out that we're all individuals too, because like, I think that's something that can be easily forgotten. I think the beauty of individuality is the simplicity of what it means actually is that every individual is not the same. Yeah. There's so many different ways to be beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Uh, I love this too. I'm feeling a lot better about myself. (laughs) Me too. I'm like, you know, I feel like I'm going to go look in the mirror and be like, you got it girl. (laughs) Yeah. And even if I don't, I'm cool. Yeah. Let it jiggle. All right. So then to wrap up, um, the reflection questions that we have for this week is one, what or who has shaped and influenced your beauty standards and what is right and what is wrong about those opinions? And then what is one thing that you can thank your body for doing for you today? So that's all to think about. And I hope you guys enjoyed our conversation. I definitely did. And just know that you have your own beauty And so figure out what that is and definitely share it with the rest of the world. Yes. You are beautiful. (laughs) No matter what they they say, (laughs) words can't bring me down. Oh, no, 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 no. (laughs) All right. Take us away, Zedin. All right. So today's feature is Lucille and Annie's Pound Cakes that is owned by Natalie Edwards. Natalie is a home baker based in Portland, Oregon. She spent her summers in Mississippi as a young girl and learned to bake with her grandmothers, Lucille and Annie. For the past 20 years, Natalie has lived in Alabama and Georgia and now relocated back to the Pacific Northwest. 
From Hillsborough, Oregon, she shares these homemade goodies that bring Southern flavors and flair. Check out Lucille and Annie's Pound Cakes Instagram at L&A Pound Cakes PDX, and her website is LucilleAndAnnie'sPoundCakes.com. Thank you, everyone, for listening to today's episode and being present with us again. All of our resources and mentioned websites will be in our show notes. And as always, please feel free to slip into our DMs to share your thoughts and feedback. Also, please don't forget to check out our social media accounts on Instagram and TikTok at The Gifted Present. We're on Spotify, we're on SoundCloud, we're on Apple, we're on YouTube. So please like, comment, and subscribe. And until next time, see ya, love ya, and ciao! Nice.